Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, October 11th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Isabel Danzis. And I'm Megan Oftermat. And here's What's What in New York. In case you missed it over the long weekend, Mayor Eric Adams declared a state of emergency in New York City because of the migrant crisis. He said New York shelter systems are overrun. There are more people in this system than ever before. He is also concerned that the influx of asylum seekers could cost the city up to $1 billion in the current fiscal year. The state of emergency will help Adams open up emergency relief centers faster. He'll be able to bypass regulations and community review processes, which will speed up the construction of shelters. Speaking of shelters, the temporary intake center at Randall's Island is underway. Tents have been going up on the island since last week, raising concerns from many housing advocates and elected officials. However, Adams is not just receiving critiques on his management of the crisis. Yesterday, at the Columbus Day Parade, he was met with praise from parade leaders about the way he's handled the situation. In other New York City news, the Statue of Liberty's crown is open again. Today marks the first day since the beginning of the pandemic that visitors can climb the 162 steps from the base of the statue all the way to the top of her crown. The observation deck reopened in July of 2021, but only at 50% capacity. Tickets are required to go up to the Crown and can be reserved ahead of time. The city will spend $4 million to clean up New York City's curbs. The New York Department of Sanitation and the city's Economic Development Corporation has granted the multi-million dollar contract to McKinsey & Company consulting firm. The consulting company will spend 20 weeks looking at other cities who use covered bins to see which style might work best for New York City. These covered trash bins have already popped up across the five boroughs as part of a pilot program to keep New York City's curbs clean. Ye, the rapper formerly known as Kanye West, has been restricted from both Instagram and Twitter after making anti-Semitic comments. The public figure has over 31 million followers on Twitter. It's unclear how long he will be limited on the social media platforms, but it does raise questions about whether hate speech is protected under the First Amendment. Elon Musk, billionaire and CEO of Tesla, is currently in the process of finalizing a $44 billion deal to purchase Twitter and hopes to privatize the platform. The privatization of Twitter could allow speech of any kind to be protected. Notorious con woman Anna Sorokin was released from ICE detention on Friday. She's returned to New York and is currently under house arrest in an East Village apartment. She gained fame from pretending to be a German heiress and scamming her way into millions by conning New York's elite. Her release on Friday from ICE detention comes after she served time for a range of financial crimes. Her story was featured on the hit Netflix show Inventing Anna, which amplified her image. Sorokin did her first interview upon release with the New York Times. She says that she does not have her life planned out, but has spent time reflecting on what path she wants to take. Today is press day for the cast and creative team of the new Broadway musical, K-Pop. The musical originally premiered off-Broadway at New York's Ars Nova Theater and celebrates the cultural phenomena of Korean pop music. The show features a book by Jason Kim and music and lyrics by Helen Park and Max Vernon. 
Previews begin this Thursday, October 13th at The Circle in the Square Theater. The show is scheduled to open on November 20th. And now we've got WFUV's Brian Raybacks here to talk about all things sports. Brian, it's a pretty exciting time to be a New York sports fan. You're absolutely right, Megan. New York football fans had a lot to smile about this weekend. The Giants got a huge statement victory in London over the Green Bay Packers, while the Jets picked up a blowout win over the Miami Dolphins. Both teams have provided some optimism early on in the season, and maybe this is finally the year New York football will bring some excitement to the city. Over to baseball, Mets fans really endured a rough weekend. A great regular season has been overshadowed by disappointment as the Mets lost in the wild card series to the San Diego Padres, ending their season. The Mets star players just did not show up in this series, and now you'd have to imagine this roster will look very different next season with many looming free agents. And to wrap up with some more exciting news, it's that time of year. The New York Yankees will begin their postseason run and another chase for a 28th World Series title. It's Game 1 of the American League Division Series tonight against the Cleveland Guardians. It's the first playoff game being played at Yankee Stadium in almost three years, so expect a raucous crowd for tonight. Garrett Cole will be tonight's starting pitcher for New York. With WFUV Sports, I'm Brian Raybacks. Thanks, Brian. Each month, we bring you the FUV Focus Spotlight. This month, we'll be talking about upcoming opportunities to see live music with WFUV. WFUV's music director, Russ Boris, talks with Robin Shannon about some upcoming special marquee concerts. For those who don't know, how are marquee events different than other WFUV events? Uh, Marquee events are um, events that we put on several times throughout the year with our WFUB marquee members who are sort of the higher level donors that get private events or rather uh, invites to private events throughout the course of the year. And these are always super exciting. They might be at um, smaller venues in New York City, like Rockwood Music Hall or the Loft at City Winery, to give you a couple of examples. And we'll have artists that, you know, either WFUV has already turned you on to or some brand new artists that we're about to you know hip you to. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that I think is really cool for people to, um, I always talk about it being sort of like a built-in date night, uh, you know, where you have the opportunity to go with, with someone else, you know, you bring a friend or bring a partner or whatever. And, you know, you always have an opportunity to go do something cool and to see something cool. And so since, um, since we've been back doing some of the marquee events, we started late last year, you know, kind of slowly, but, you know, from February, February on, we've been, you know, up and running pretty well. And we've done shows, you know, with the likes of, you know, Parquet Courts and, um, we had a recent show with Marcus King, uh, which just blew the roof off of Rockwood Music Hall, as did one with Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. Um, you know, we, we kind of varied up. We did sort of a storyteller night with Craig Finn from The Hold Steady, which I think was really cool. Uh, we have shows coming up with Steve Earle on October 17th and Lissy on uh, November 1st and working on a few other ideas. So it, it really is about, um, you know, having a, a really special experience. Uh, with WFUV, um, both on the member side and on the staff side, as you know, you'll see a bunch of WFUV staff members at the shows as well. And how have the crowds been at these events? Are they um, a little bit more receptive now that, you know, people are allowed to get out and get moving a little bit more now that the pandemic is, you know, not as concerning as it was? Yeah, I, I think that's evolved, you know, and I think in the very beginning, we had done the first show 
last year at the Sheen Center in October, and we had uh, kind of a double bill. Uh, both artists were solo, or you know, kind of a stripped down, you know, solo or duo set with um, Strand of Oaks and Arlo Parks. And I had walked out on the stage, and the first thing we had done, and you know, a year and a half's time, and saw the WFUV marquee member sitting down. And I mean, it was it was kind of a surreal thing. And so that was an adjustment just to you know, have a starting point. And I think as time has gone on, you know, you've seen, you've seen the comfort level, you know, grow, I think with, with staff and attendees, um, it's just taken time. And, you know, in terms of attendance itself, you know, that kind of varies, uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. I, I think a lot of people don't work the same schedules now. Um, you know, so some people aren't in the city as much, some people left the city. So you we're getting back and, and the crowds are very receptive and very excited. And, you know, you've seen a lot of growth there, but it's, it's a different animal, you know, than maybe it was a couple of years back. Yeah. And so Russ, how can our listeners get more information about marquee events? Uh, the easiest way is to go to the website at wfuv.org, you know, and, you know, go to the membership section and then you can find out more and you can obviously contact the membership department anytime uh, by that way and get um, any questions answered about marquee membership. Russ Boris, music director of FUV. Thanks. That was WFUV's Robin Shannon talking with music director Russ Boris. For information about becoming a WFUV marquee member, visit wfuv.org slash marquee. And that's our show for today. I'm Megan Oftermat. And I'm Isabel Danzis. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you might listen to podcasts.